want to play a game? What the fuck is that? It was supposed to be Jigsaw. I can't do his voice. No, you I want to play a game. Is that close? No. It's not even close at all. No. I want to play a game. Nope. I want to play a game. Nope. I want to play a game. No. <laughs> Are we recording it? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Bitch. Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 230, Sawtober, episode two, Saw two and three. Oh yes, there will be blood on this podcast. Mwahaha. Or alternatively, sometimes this podcast is meant to be broken. No. I like the first one better. I don't want to be broken. We are broken already. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we don't need to be broken-er. Broken her. You can't break something that's already broken. Ah. Well, it said sometimes we're broken, though. So not all the time. We're always broken. I don't know what they're talking about. It's lies. All lies. I don't know. Just saying. How's it going? Welcome to Sawtober again. Welcome to Sawtober again to you as well. I am so excited to be here for Saw 2 and 3. You're more excited to be here than watching the movies, right? Yes. Yes, that's more Basically, accurate. The movies are over, so I'm super excited because we just finished watching three and we watched two on Saturday and today is Sunday. We're recording. And it's not even halfway through Sawtober yet. Just let that sink in for you, Cass. You're not even halfway through the movies yet. You're not even really a third of the way through the movies yet. I don't know why you have to tell me these things. <laughs> I just love bringing a little reality to your life. That's not appreciated. How about that? How about that now? Did you see that I changed the banner on the pod, the Facebook group? I did not. What did you change it to? To, saw, to the Sawtober Oh, I did banner. see that then. Yes, I did see that because I noticed things. Do you? Not really. I know you don't. That's why I asked. Um, no, I do, but I also have problems with our group. Like, go join our Facebook group, guys, because we love people there. But, um, but, I have problems with the rules. But you have problems with the rules? Because it says respect everyone's privacy, and I just don't like doing that. You I don't, just, you don't want to respect everyone's want, privacy? I don't want to be kind and courteous either. Like, we're not a kind and courteous podcast. Why is that one of the rules of the, po- the, the Facebook page? Because we're not we kind and courteous. we don't want our fans to be arguing with each other. Yes. No. Bring the drama. <laughs> we don't need we that. We don't argue. We, don't, we argue with each other. Why can't they argue with each other? Because I don't want a flame war to erupt in my podcast group. Uh, there's going to be a flame war erupting here pretty soon. And I'm going to bring You don't even know what one is. Yes, I do. Well, I'm not a part of your social Facebook groups where you get into fights with random strangers, which is just weird to me. Like, I don't understand that. Like. What's the point of getting into fights with random strangers on Facebook? How is that fun ever? Ever. Are you kidding right now? It's so No, fun. I'm being serious. Like, I will watch it. I will not participate. 
I don't participate either. I just watch for the drama. Oh, no, no, no. You're so full of shit because I've gotten to things where I'm in a fight with somebody on this page because they disagreed with me. All the time I used to get this. All the, well, I, got, I yelled at somebody on this page. Yeah. Used to. Used to. Last year. I, yeah, I haven't this you've year. So you've grown into years like Yes. Grown. Yes, I've grown. You hit 40, you're like, I'm grown now. I'm not going to do this shit anymore. Exactly. Good call. That's exactly what it is, <laughs> is that I am grown now, and I do not get into fights anymore on Facebook. Just in our podcast. Just in our podcast. Well, friends, we're so glad to be back to fight for you. I mean, it's just the thrill for us. And Sawtober is just so thrilling to be here. So I'm excited. There's a smile on my face. And it's not just because of chaos is torture. It's just for the general pleasantry of being here. Yeah, don't take too much enjoyment in my torture because you know what's coming. I don't, actually. I know the next movie only, maybe. Maybe the next two movies. I haven't seen anything beyond that, so we're going to experience them together after four and five. We'll experience together. No, I was talking about later on after Sawtober was done when I got to make pictures. Oh, Velocipasture? That one. There are others. I... Yes, nine episodes of Saw. I yes, there's more than one. You're like, this is a great idea. Yeah, let's do Sawtober. It's not like, I guess I'll let you talk me into Sawtober. That's not how this discussion was. This was sure Sawtober sounds great. Uh, No, that is not how it went at all. I love how you rewrite history. (laughs) Just rewrite it. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, because I strong armed you into Sawtober. You did. Sure, I did, kids. Let's just go with that. All right, so do you want to do who we are and what we do before I hop into the two movies? Yeah, um, this is They Mostly Podcast Tonight. Mostly. Thank you for doing that in a reasonable voice, even though you're flipping me off right now, because honestly, the voice you were trying to do before was horrible. And we are... (laughs) What? I'm keeping that in the episode. You're an ass. (laughs) We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the flicks so you don't have to, um, mostly because you wouldn't pick anything and we'd be stuck doing it ourselves anyway. <sighs> Lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> right? I'm just saying, get with it, group. Um, our friendship is lives in the hashtag Mariana's Trench of Hate where we go to MMA style duke it out in our very own octagon when we don't see eye to eye on movies which is often and spoilers ahead and expletives ahead right on chaos right on and this week uh, we did two but we're going to start with Saw 2 first it was done in 2005 it got an R rating of course it was an hour and 33 minutes long, and I got a 6.6 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? So glad that you asked, because you see the tomato meter is at a 37%. It's a green splotch. Critics' consensus. Saw 2 is likely to please the gore-happy fans of the original, though it may be too gruesome for those not familiar with the first film's premise, or just people who realize that there is no good premise at all, and so therefore Quit all editorializing. is gore. Quit editorializing. <laughs> Read the fucking thing before I Audience score is 59%. Should we do cast, asshole? Sure. Let's do the cast. Those Sweet that we've cheeks. done before, I'm not going to, um, you know, go re- go listen to the first episode because anytime we have a repeat cast member, I'm just not going to 
revisit. But you have them on the list. Yeah, you can say them on the list. I'm just not going to revisit as to what they've done. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I gotcha. Okay. So Jigsaw was Tobin Bell. Amanda was Shawnee Smith. Carrie was Dina Meyer. Eric Matthews was Donnie Wahlberg. He's from New Kids on the Block, Ransom and Dead Silence. Daniel Daniel Matthews was Eric Knudsen. Did I say that? I thought it was Knudsen. No, I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. He he was in Scream 4, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and The Mist, the TV series. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Sorry. Oh, my. Xavier was played by Frankie G. He was in The Italian Job, Power, and Dead Man Down. Jonas was Glenn Plummer. He was in Speed, The Salton Sea, and Showgirls. Ooh, ooh. Uh, uh, come on. Addison was Emmanuel, uh, I don't know how to say that last name. Vogier? Vogier. Maybe. Uh, she was in Big Sky River, Hysteria, and Mirrors 2. Laura was Beverly Mitchell. Known mostly from Seventh Heaven, but she was also in the Crow, the City of Angels, and Blood Pageant. And Obi was Timothy Bird. He was in Septic Man, The Hexecutioners, and Repo, The Genetic Opera. Good flick. Do you want a little summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Okay. Jigsaw got bored playing with one person at a time, so he collects a set of people, and things go awry. There was a set of people in the first one. There was two. That's not a set. That is exactly what a set is. Fine. Jigsaw got tired of playing with a pair, <laughs> and he added more people to the, the fun, and things went awry. Mm-hmm. Is that better for you? Yeah. Quite a lot better, thank you. I'm so glad I can help you. Like, because that's what I'm here for, is to help you feel better about the work we do here. Is that helpful? Am I going to get punched? You're getting close. I'm going to start throwing things at your head pretty soon. And I have this half-empty bottle of Mountain Dew that could just mysteriously pour over your head. I don't know. don't do that. That's rude. That's just rude. You can hit me with things, but don't pour liquid on me, because that's just rude. That's like something a cat would do. Well. Are you a cat? (laughs) Yes. No. You're a vampire. Get with it. Cats, vampires. eh. Same thing. Same thing. Well, this, um, we're going to do truncated because we got two episodes to go through. We're kind of going to do a little truncation, not as big of a summary, but I, we'll make it, we'll make it informative, I think. Yeah, we'll try. Um, I like to talk about the, the traps a little bit. Okay. So the first trap you get off is the, uh, the Venus fly trap where you've got, um, a police informant who was, um, put into like this, it's like, it looks like an Iron Maiden almost, but just for your head. Yeah. And it, um, it snaps clothes on us and just kills him. It's mm-hmm. awesome fantastic that's your like i consider these like the cold openings mm-hmm. like the first death is like the cold opening so that's like your cold opening in these movies is um the informant who actually is an informant of we meet detective matthews who he's got a rebellious son yada yada he's a teenager get over it you know yeah right he was picked up for shoplifting big oh, fucking no. deal who hasn't done that i haven't but that's okay <laughs> i'm still young i can still do it one time in my life um but this informant was an informant of Eric Matthews, who we later find out in his younger days to get ahead would often, like, set up people. Yes. What, what am I trying to say here? He set people up. He definitely did. He planted evidence and brought them in on fake charges and sent them to jail to advance his career. Which he's now a detective. And now he's a detective. And now he's going to pay for that shit. 
So Jigsaw has killed his informant and brought him in to bring him in basically to this game. Mm-hmm. Come closer or look closer, Detective Matthews. You know, he kidnaps uh, Daniel, Eric's son. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps um, five or six other people that have also. Um, there were people that that Eric sent to prison. He Erroneous. set them up and sent them to prison. Exactly. It's some of it, like in Amanda's case, he was planting heroin on her and she had become a heroin addict until she was in prison. So kind of ruined their lives. So. Yeah. Uh, but he has them. So they've caught Jigsaw. They think they've caught Jigsaw. It's him, Detective Carey, the SWAT team led by Riggs. They've caught Jigsaw. Oh, they've got him to guns and it's great they've got him handcuffed with his little oxygen mask oh it's a little old guy dude come on yeah i know but what they find there is these tv sets playing out the scenario in front of them of the the hit the the kidnapped people mm-hmm. and it doesn't it's not going well for them in that house no there's there yeah they find monitors that are monitoring the entire house and so he sees his son on the um, on the one monitor cowering in the corner. Mm-hmm. And he's like threatening Jigsaw, like, tell me where my son is, while Carrie and Riggs are watching this proceed. And it goes back and forth between Jigsaw and Matthews to the house. Mm-hmm. And in the house, you've got um, Amanda. I'm not going to remember all of their names. Amanda, Daniel, um, Gus, Xavier, um, Obi, trying to remember the other one's names. Hold on. Laura. Yeah, Laura, Jonas, and um, Addison. Addison. Thank you. Oh my god, there's a lot. Like he collected a lot of people for this trap. He did. Poor people. You know what I mean? Like they weren't sent to prison erroneously the first time and then fucked up their lives, and now they're paying for it again. Yeah, like, I know. It's really what's the kind of end plan here. Strange. Well. Jigsaw says in his, you know, Amanda finds the tape recorder, finds it. I'm using quotes because Mm -hmm. we find out later that, hello, she was part of all this. Yes, we do. She finds a tape recorder that says you have to follow the rules. Well, one of the rules is don't use the key for the door. So Xavier uses the key. And while Gus is looking at the people, his head's blown off. Yep. First death. First death. Which I've seen that elsewhere too. Yeah. I there's a movie out there and I still haven't been able to found it. I saw it when I was a kid. It kind of like you know how sometimes you see a part of a movie that could sometimes stick with you forever. Yeah, sure. This movie I was watching it from behind my parents' couch when I was supposed to be in bed and I was little. And the scene I saw was the woman looked woman or man looked out the peephole to see who was there, and some guy blows their head off through the peephole. And yeah. I can't find this movie. It's killing me. Hi, hi, Penelope, audience member, audience member, Penelope. But, um, yeah, I've seen that before where it's kind of like a gruesome quick kill. Yep. So they find their way out of this room. Do you remember how they got out of the room? Um, I didn't start taking notes yet, so oh, I am okay. not sure. Well, after Gus's head's, uh, uh, head's blown off, um, they make their, the door opens and they make their way out of the, the room and they keep finding different rooms. The first one they find is the basement where the first message is for Obi. Yes. Um, Obi gets a message that from John that says that um, he 
like thanking him for his help in getting everyone there and then um, giving him two of the antidotes to the nerve gas they've all been inhaling once for him and then the other ones for somebody of his choosing but he has to go into this furnace to get it which he doesn't look around the furnace first if he had the hint was in the tape where it said the devil can help you out and there's a little nozzle with a devil that says turn here if he had seen that and turn there the following wouldn't have happened yeah oh, he gets one syringe which if it was me and i was that selfish i would just grab the one syringe Stuck myself, I was in there and gotten the fuck out. I'd be like, whoever wants the next one can go after themselves. I would have done that too. Would you? Yeah, of you course. Guys, so you want that second syringe, and that's when the gas and the flames start. Yeah. Ugh. He burns to death. He burns to death. He dies in a fire in the furnace. He dies trying to. Actually, they break open the other. The other end of the furnace has a door too, and they can't get it open, but it has glass, and they break open the glass, and he's like crawling out as he dies. Mm hmm. It's gruesome. But not without the, without the syringes, though. Right. Because we didn't mention this part. There's this nerve toxin gas supposedly pumping through the house. I mentioned it, yeah. Oh, did you mention it? Sorry. Yeah. I missed it. It's pumping through the house. They're all breathing it in, supposedly. And um, although there's no evidence that Amanda ever... Or Daniel. ...feels any, if, any bad effects. Um, Daniel, I read he was saved by Amanda. She gave him an antidote. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm like, it wasn't really pumping through the house when I all think that. I think it was probably injected with their shit. Unless she had an antidote on her, you know, was given an antidote before they even started the game. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, which at that point, wouldn't that, like, I don't think it works that way. You can't take an antidote and then be exposed to the thing. I don't think, I don't think the antidote would work. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but. Um, they kind of split off and, um, well, they don't split off yet, but they, they find another room where it's Xavier's note where there's a key to a safe and he's got X amount of time to get this key into the safe to get his antidote. And Jigsaw has a thing because he's a drug dealer and they discover that there's this pit full of hypodermic needles. Oh, you got to look on your face like you want to say something. Oh, that was just a great scene with the pit full of hypodermic needles. I'm not even afraid of needles when I can't look at it. I feel so bad for Amanda. Oh, my God. I know. Because he he just pushes her in. And says, give me the key, bitch. Get the key. And I would have been like, fuck you and refused to do it. And the glass syringes break on her. and It's painful to watch. It is, and she gets all these syringes stuck in her arms and legs and, like, all over her body, and she's, like, digging through this. She's, like, she's like going through trauma because she used to be a junkie, and she's trying to put that life behind her, and so these needles are very triggering for her, and she's thrown into a pit of them, and she's digging through, trying to find the key, and, like, I really felt her misery. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not many, like, not, I will say this, not all the traps do I get a visceral reaction on. This one I do, though. Like, this one for her, I get a visceral like oh oh yeah it didn't bother me it, it bothers me like i can't really watch it a lot and i don't know why i don't know if it's her pain or just i don't know because i know it's not real like i know in my head it's not none of it's real but it just like right. bothers me for some reason like burn somebody up that's totally fine i'm fine with burning somebody up no problem there but don't throw somebody in a pit full of hypodermic needles. that's just wrong <laughs> so i don't know but yeah she doesn't get it in time and he loses his antidote and he gets pissed um so his antidote remains locked up. Um, and then they kind of 
break off at that point. And Xavier finds out in the first recording, there's one safe in the main room. And John says, the combination's in the back of your minds. Right. Which Xavier goes and finds Gus and finds there's a number printed on the back of his neck. So he's like, oh, okay, well, I can get this antidote by just finding everyone's numbers. Right. So Jonas walks in. I like Jonas, too. I'm sad about this. But um, when Xavier tells, like, he pulls a knife on him, and he tells him to turn around, and Jonas thinks he's going to kill him. So they, they brawl, and Jonah, uh, Xavier ends up stabbing him. And gets his combination. And then he just goes higgly-piggly and like goes like on a murder spree, murder spree trying to get them all. Yeah, and trying gotta to find, got to collect everybody's numbers, which is really stupid because, like, he never does anything with it. I mean, he doesn't live long enough. No. Like, well, he didn't know. He, he goes through collecting all these numbers, and we see a substantial portion of the movie deliver, like, like, um, to him collecting these numbers, and then it's all for nothing anyway. It's like, thank you. No, because then he gets, um, after he collects, like, Addison's, which we'll get to that, he kind of gets distracted. So, Allura finds an X marks the spot, and it's a... You're not showing up at all on... Are you talking in the microphone? I am. Am I not showing up now? You are now, but you weren't. Sorry, maybe I had it too low. Must have. Um, Laura finds an X marks the spot. It's like this glass broken on this picture, and in the back is a picture of Eric and Daniel that says father and son. And that's when they realized they're all connected by Eric Matthews, the arresting officer that got them there. And Daniel's their son. And Daniel is his son. Great. Well, Laura is just, somehow Laura is just way taken by this toxin. It kills her on its own. Yeah. She's like, for some reason, she like had a bigger exposure or something. Because she just ends up dying right in the hallway there. Yeah. Um, Addison goes off on her own and finds another room though where there's a glass box with it's hard to explain it's kind of like um, there's two holes but as soon as you put your hands in the hole you can't get it back out again yeah it's like a one way contraption and she has to put her holes in this glass her holes wow <laughs> oh that went weird <laughs> she has to put her hands in this glass box to try to get the needle but when she pulls the needle just the case comes up not the plunger and the the antidote just floods everywhere and behind her is the key if she had just looked around first right she doesn't look and, and that wasn't even that trap wasn't even meant for her no i don't even know who it was meant for gus i think, I think it was meant for gus because he was the one who was like a shoplifter oh yeah um, and Xavier finds her instead of helping her because somebody could have helped her out of that trap. Yeah. He just finds her number and walks away. Yeah. He just closes the door and leaves her there. But this is when he gets distracted because he finds the photo. Yeah. And he's on a new mission now. He doesn't fucking care about the end of it. He wants to kill Eric Matthews' son. Right. So he's stalking. Like Amanda's protecting Daniel. Mm-hmm. And he, there's, he, like Xavier is fucking stalking them now. Um, back at the, um, the 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 warehouse where Jigsaw is though, mm-hmm. Karen and Rex think they find where the house is, so they're they're going off. And Matthews basically forces them at gunpoint to take him where his son is. Where um, doesn't really take him where he's supposed to go. 
So we flip back to Xavier pursuing uh, Amanda and Daniel. They end up at the bottom of like a trap door through the house gets to that warehouse where Lawrence and Adam were originally were in that bathroom. Yes. And he stalks them to that bathroom Mm -hmm. and he's about ready to kill them when Daniel grabs the saw that, um, that Lawrence cut his foot off with. Thank you. And, uh, cuts him in the neck. Yes. And just slashes him open. And then you don't really see Daniel and Amanda, but they leave. Right. Uh, meanwhile, um, Matthews finds the house, makes the side of the way the trap door, um, and he ends up in the same bathroom, but they're not there. Right. He finds the dead bodies of like Adam, Zap, Xavier, mm-hmm. Lawrence's foot. Mm-hmm. And then Amanda appears at the door and says, game over, and closes. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Someone stabs him with a hypodermic needle. He goes down, and that's when she chains him to the bathroom, just like Adam was. And that's when she wakes up, and she says, game over. Um, meanwhile, Carrie and Riggs are at a different house. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're in the wrong house. Where all they find is they find the player machines that are actually playing the tapes mm-hmm. that were playing back at the warehouse. And the timer goes off and the safe opens up to Daniel wearing an oxygen mask. Perfectly fucking fine. Yep. He's in a safe place. Yep. Ha ha ha. End of movie. A pun. Really? We're ending on a pun? Yes, we're ending on a pun. Sorry. <laughs> we end on a pun in the next one too, kind of. <sighs> sort of. Oh, uh, so what were your thoughts on this one before we head into the next one? I just want to get like your initial reaction, then we'll go through the whole thing. That's not promising. Sorry, <laughs> I had to yawn for a second. Um, I. What did I think of Saw Two? Yes, I just want your initial reaction. My we'll initial, okay. So my initial reaction was 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 kind of bored honestly i was pretty bored you're um, bored yeah i was bored okay i don't know like the i was like the first movie amuses me okay but the second movie it's just kind of like yeah we get it okay we get the point i know i get it i understand this is what you're doing this is more gore okay whatever i'm bored Bore easily. Yeah, I have ADHD. <laughs> I bore really Obviously, easily. What's for dinner? Um, what was your favorite trap of the movie, though? My favorite trap was definitely the hypodermic pit. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Someone that bothers me the most. The favorite trap I have, though, I love the Venus flytrap trap, which is good. Uh, that one's pretty good. Yeah, it just um, it's just coolly designed. I think. Not that I'm saying I'm designing this shit, but I'm just. We know you're making notes. I see those notes you've made. They're not about the movie. They're about the traps. I mean, but that's what it comes to, though, eventually. It's like, in these movies, like, no, the pitters away, and it's like, okay. The whole point is the traps, the gore, the, the gore, gruesome yeah. deaths, I, yeah. which is why I just, it holds no interest to me. Well, do you want to go into the third one? Yeah, sure. All right, so we should probably do the third one. Was uh, Saw Three was done in two thousand six, only a year later. Uh, our rating an hour and forty eight minutes long, and I got a six point two out of ten. 
and I am ready for that cast whenever you are that I sent to you. You didn't ask me about the tomato meter. Oh, I'm so terribly sorry. What is the tomato meter? <laughs> tomato meter is a green splotch at 30%. Critics consensus, Saw 3 does little beyond repeating its predecessor's tropes on a gorier level. Although the audience score is much higher at 71%. Interesting. Interesting, okay. yeah. Yeah, because uh, 2 and 3, I think they got the exact same score. Um, let me take a look here. Six point. No, 2 got higher by the audience than 3 did. Okay. It's opposite on Rotten Tomatoes. That's weird. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that. So, all right, should we go through casting? Uh, yes. Let's go through the cast for Saw Three. Jigsaw's Tobin Bell. Amanda's back as Shawnee Smith. Jeff is back. Angus McFadden. Well, he was in Braveheart. He's not back. He's oh, he's not time. back. Okay. <laughs> Braveheart Equilibrium, and we bought a zoo. Um, Lynn is Bahar Sumke. She was in Crash, Mission Impossible 3, and Lost and Found. Eric Matthews is back as Donnie Wahlberg. Carrie is back as Zena Myers. Rig is back as Lyric Bent. I never did him last time, so I'm going to do him real fast. It's, uh, he was an acrimony, an ice wine Christmas, an astronaut. All right. Hoffman was Costas Mandalore. He was a virtuosity, picket fences, and the doors. And Jill was Betsy Russell. She was in Born and Missing, Knock Him Dead, and Chain Letter. And I got to say, if you're fans of Saw, you'll know why I added the last two, because you'll see them more throughout the series. So just like Carrie and Riggs, you know, you see them throughout the series. So I might start them early, but that's why, because they're going to become prominent later. Um, and I will say on the Mandalores, do you remember the Mandalore brothers, Costas and Louie? They were big in the late 80s, like heartthrobs. Yeah, they do this now. Just saying. Like, no, I don't remember. That. Saws? Yeah, they do Saw now. Oh, no. I... They were huge in the 80s. Like, they were like they were on Teen Beat or Tiger Beat or whatever that was. Dude, I didn't read those things. No, I, I didn't either. I'm just saying I saw them in, like, magazines. Like, on, like, in, like, How did you see them in the magazines? Supermarket if, if aisles. You weren't opening the magazine and looking I was not inside opening, of it. Because no, they were on the cover. That's why I'm seeing. Why are you trying to make me. Shut up! I don't like because you. I totally think you want no, the I never red tiger beat. Yes, you did. I never did. My mom would not let me buy them. She would not buy them for me as a kid. So you asked? No. <laughs> I knew she would. <laughs> You're an ass. Do you want a summary or not, you asshole? Yes, I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Jigsaw helps a man find vengeance for his son's death, and things go awry. Things do go awry. <laughs> so this one's got um. A little bit more of a story, I would say. I mean, more story than... It's more about one man's story than Jigsaw's story this time, I would say. I mean, you get two plots going simultaneously. Because you got... What's going on with Jigsaw? They, ki- yep. they kidnap Lynn, this doctor, who's a very great, but very distant right now. She's having issues. Uh, what the fuck are they called? Not an ER doctor. Trauma doctor. She's a triage doctor. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Amanda kidnaps her, takes him to the, the warehouse, their lair, where John's dying. She needs she needs Lynn's help to John to help John live. Meanwhile, at the same time, she has helped Jigsaw set up his last trap, supposedly, which yeah. is for Jeff. Although there's like seven more movies, so whatever. Well, there's like six, but counting is hard. There's six more movies. 
Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. All right, there are 47 more movies. You need, do you need me to be more hyperbolic, or do you want to correct my math on that one, I too? I want to correct your math on that one, too. <laughs> hey, if you can correct me about Tiger Beats, I can correct you on your math. We know you wanted Tiger Beats. <laughs> I did not want Tiger Beats. <laughs> um, so the movie starts off, I was going to say, it goes off on the two tangents, but before those tangents even start, we end right where the second movie ends. You're with, quiet again. I have it right here on my thing. I mean, okay, I had it like an inch away, maybe. I hate this mic. I hate your mics. And I hate I hate this. And you I hate need th- a boom arm, too. I, <sighs> I know, I do. I need to find mine. I don't even know where mine is. Mine's but... ordered. It's not a boom arm that I got, though. I got a stand, so I don't move the microphone away from me. Because I think that's my problem. Well, you're probably going to have to stack it up on books so that your mic is, like, right in front of your mouth. Just saying. Are you talking about? No, I think you need to... <laughs> not be so damn literal your ass right yeah literal um anyway as i was saying this it starts where it saw two ends where eric matthews is in the bathroom he actually escapes not by sawing his foot but by taking the death device of zep the half of a toilet seat tank cover and crushing his foot so much better than cutting it off oh another visceral reaction for me he slips it out of the chain, and he ends up, you see him walking or trying to walk. There's away, no way he would be able to do I anything know. but drag himself. I know. Well, we find out it's six months later, and they're still looking for Detective Matthews. Carrie blames herself. Um, Riggs is there, too, and they find another victim, but it's not Matthews. They keep thinking it's going to be Matthews, but it's not. Um, Hoffman's introduced to this. He's a forensics detective, and he's... He's saying how all the man had to do was escape his chains, you know, and, but they're like, it was, it was, I don't know what kind of trap it was, but he had chains to every part of his body and he had to rip his body out of the chains before the bomb went off. Yeah. Like they were, they were chained to him by rings that had been pierced through his skin. So he had to rip the skin out of the chains. Like there was no getting out. I'm just saying some people do that for fun. They Um, do. No, it's true. (laughs) Not usually chained to a wall with a bomb ready to go off, though. No, 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 no. Of course not. And he has to rip his rip the chain the rings out of his body if he wants to get out the door and escape the room before the bomb goes off. But that's not really doable, so he dies. Yeah, and then Carrie finds out even if he did do that, the door was welded shut. So he could. There was have no getting the anyway. fuck out. It was inescapable. Yeah, that's against Jigsaw's rules. That is against Jigsaw's rules. Everything must be winnable. But unfortunately, Carrie doesn't get to last longer to find Jigsaw because she's then taken by Pig Woman or Pig Man. It's Amanda. We know it's fucking Amanda at this point. Um, And she's put in her own inescapable trap where she actually gets the key out of a, a beaker of acid. Yeah. And it unlocks, but it doesn't open her trap. Yeah. Totally unescapable. Totally unescapable. So she dies. Yeah. Bye, Carrie. Bye, Carrie. She was in a rib spreader, too. It just kind of ripped her rib cages apart. Yeah. Fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Hence, we're, we're now at um, Jeff, who's um, wanting vengeance for his son, which this one, we were talking a little bit about this. It was a little trickier. We weren't sure if the driver was drunk or sober. Mm-hmm. Because it's only mentioned in one place that the driver was drunk, but then later it seems like the driver was sober when it happens. 
Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter. He was a hit and run driver. Yeah. He hit, hit and, run and ran, so. He only got six months in jail. Yeah. So. Um, so Jeff. Which seems unreal to me. It does. Like, yeah. Like, really? So Jeff is through this maze of funhouse where he comes across different people and he has a choice whether to save them or let them die. Right. And they're all people related to his son's accident in some way. Right. Like the first was Danica, who was a witness who didn't come forward. Only witness didn't come forward. He decides too late to save her. And she's she's naked in this freezer with water spraying on her. Yeah. So she ices over. Yeah. He decides way too late to save her. Yeah. So she uh, dies. So she dies. The next one is a judge who only gave the driver six months. And his pit, is, it's basically a pit. He's at the bottom of the slurry where pigs are dropped into this grinder and the slurry is poured on top of him, basically. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And for Jeff to save him, he has to incinerate all of his son's belongings, which Jeff is really possessive about his son's belongings. Right. We see that earlier in a scene where his daughter takes one of his stuffed animals and he has like a cow about it. It doesn't leave her his room. Yeah. Um, so he, in the end though, he decides to, you know, after like three or four pigs were ground, you know, way to be lean on that one, Jeff, but he does save the judge. Yep. And then we get to his third and final test where Amanda's monitoring this the whole time while Lynn is, and I'm going to gloss over this shit. Lynn drills into John's brain, supposedly to, uh, to relieve the pressure so that he'll live a bit longer. I'm skeptical that this ever could have worked. At all. With the tools she had. With the tools she had, I don't believe it could have worked either. Plus, she's not a fucking brain surgeon. She's a trauma surgeon. Right. There's a difference. Like, if somebody came in with a terrific head wound and they needed... uh, Stitches. They they would go to a brain surgeon, not her. Right. It's like him having a large heart and her doing a heart transplant. Yeah. it's Or like that... that, um, that movie Ambulance, mm-hmm. where they have like just a plain old nurse performing heart surgery on someone, no. like in the back of an ambulance with just like a scalpel. That's no, that's just not even a heart surgeon could probably do that. I mean, exactly. <laughs> God, talk about um, what is it? Uh, Over dramatizing. Oh my God! I know. Like it's suspending your disbelief for. For movie's sake, it's really hard in this this version with what she does. Yeah. Very hard to suspend my disbelief. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, Amanda is getting jealous of her because she's becoming closer to, like, John, like, shoes her away at one point because Lynn and him are talking. Mm-hmm. She's, like, almost jealous of this doctor. She is jealous. Yeah. She's absolutely jealous of the doctor and, and because John is nice to her. Yeah. Whatever. I just can't You can't even. be nice to other people? I mean, that's, like... Um, if they were in a relationship, that would be abusive behavior. (laughs) Seriously. Like, you can't be nice to other people. Okay. John even tells Lynn, like, Amanda's the closest thing he has to basically a daughter. So, like, he definitely cares for her. But Amanda's still jealous no matter what. Yeah, Amanda's all like, I mean, like, 
they just have a conversation and Amanda's all like, you don't love me anymore. You never loved me. Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my God, are you five? Well, like, and this whole time too, she's flashbacking on all the, the games they've set up and yeah, um, how she mercy killed. We find out she mercy killed Adam because he wasn't getting out. And right. She actually went after Eric. Uh, he escaped the bathroom and she... They had a fucking throwdown. Yeah, they did. He like slammed her head into the wall. Um, and somehow he's still in the escape. I don't know. He's still in the tunnels to this day. It's been six months and no one's found him. So something happened. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> but back to Jeff, his last, his last. How is he living in these tunnels for six months without any food or water? You find out. Okay. Yeah, you find out. He appears again. Okay. Um, or is that Jeff? Oh, his last trial, I guess we're going to call it, is the actual driver. And he's in this device where every couple seconds it turns a part of his body. Mm-hmm. So, like, it starts with his arms, then it goes to, like, his ankles, and eventually goes to his head. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, um, like, turning them until they break. Right. So, the inference is if it gets to his head, it's going to snap his neck and kill him. Exactly. Where there's a key attached to a shotgun. Yeah, and he's, like, will you take a bullet for the man who killed your son and... So he thinks he's got it figured out, like how to get the key off of the thing without engaging the shotgun. Mm -hmm. And he does it. But as soon as he lets the string go that the key was on, the shotgun fires. And it kills kills the judge. Right in his head. Right in his head. Poor judge. He only made it for so long. I mean, And he can't find the keyhole. And it's already started on this guy's neck. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he can't, he just gives up at one point though and lays his head on his chest, like, you know, crying. It's like, you gave up. Yeah. Gave up. You gave up on this guy's life. Like, way to go. But he gets through his last trial and Amanda goes to report it to Jigsaw and he's like, okay, it's time to let, I'm sorry. It's time to let Lynn go now. And Amanda's like, no. And she pulls her gun and she's like, I'm not letting anybody go. And she didn't change. She didn't earn it. And no he's changes. like this. And then, then that's when Jigsaw reveals that this all has been a test for Amanda. Mm. Not yet. He doesn't. He says how important she is to her. Yes. She's not important to him. Uh, Lynn's important to Amanda. She's like, she's not important to me. And she shoots her just as Jeff is walking in with a door gifted to him with a gun by Jigsaw. Yes. Sees Amanda shoot Lynn, so he shoots Amanda in the neck. Yes. And that's when... And as Amanda's dying, he reveals that this all was her test, and she was supposed to learn, basically, like, to let people go, and that um, he knew she wouldn't be able to take on his work until she could let survivors go, because she was just being a murderer, and he despises murderers, and... Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. She dies. She dies. And then Jigsaw gives Jeff the same thing. Look, you can either kill me. There's lots of weapons over there. Or you could forgive me and let me call the ambulance for your wife because she's still alive. Jeff goes, I forgive you, but then kills him anyway. Yeah. Which. Which. 
which um, starts the bomb, the collar bomb on Lynn. And it also does the tape recorder where Jigsaw tells him, "Hey, this was your, this was your, 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 your next uh, challenge because I got your daughter, and I'm the only one that knows where she is, and she's only got limited amount of air. Poor Corbett. Yeah." And then, yes, uh, Lynn's head's blown off with a shotgun. And the door seals itself, sealing him in there with three corpses. Not not what I'd want to be a part of. I would not want to be in a room with three corpses. Would you? Eh. You'd be okay with it? Wouldn't bother me. Until you died? Just slowly suffocating to death with three corpses in the room? I mean, I don't want to slowly suffocate to death. I can't smell, but I can't imagine that smell would be great, though, either. No, it wouldn't. It does not smell good. Rotting flesh does not smell tasty. God. I love it. Um, any trivia that you want to share about either of these movies that we should do that you found when you were looking? I didn't look for trivia. Oh, okay. I thought you did for the first, the second one. No. I was supposed to have a helper with my trivia and I didn't get any help. So oh I no so i don't have my trivia i'm sorry okay um i do know that they didn't cut shit out of the, the sawing john's head off like the um the brain surgery because they thought it would be the same as what you saw in a medical documentary so the mpa didn't bother cutting any of that because they thought it was uh yeah. uh what yeah they, didn't cut they thought that's what you would really see in a <laughs> hospital apparently are they stupid yeah oh my god and just like the first movie these two were also cut in one warehouse like just uh-huh. set designed to be one warehouse they did have to use the bathroom set on the third movie from scary movie four because it was an exact replica and i don't know what happened to their set but uh um, yeah they had to use that set i do know that so oh I just keep thinking that those pigs grinding up and they try to attach live maggots to them and some How fun does trivia. One do that? I don't know. That's what the uh, the director wanted. He wanted live maggots to the fake pigs. So, oh, gross. Um, okay, so your thoughts after seeing this one? It was more of the same. I think it progressively gets worse. Like, it gets more gruesome, I feel like, as we go on. It gets more gruesome, and it's just about the traps now. It's like, like they made a pretense of making it about something by having these scenes with John and Lynn and everything out, and, like, Amanda and everything. But really, when it comes down to it, the whole point of this movie was just to kill people in gory ways. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't really... Um... And to me, that that's a lack of substance, and it just mean, makes for a pointless movie. Okay. I enjoy it because of the gruesome deaths. I do. I don't like that you can't really... Like, I don't connect to any of the characters. Like, no. I don't care if any of them live or die, really, except for, like, Amanda. She's the only one I like, which is bad, because you're not supposed to like Amanda. I didn't even like her. I didn't like any of them. Uh so I mean that that kind of fails it for me on this one because at least in the the second one, not even the first one. There's I mean maybe Adam was a whiny bitch. Maybe Doctor Gordon I would have been like oh I want him to live. The second one there are people that I was like oh it would be nice if they lived because they're not bad people or they don't seem to be bad. They seem to be helpful and they've got a little more substance to them. But this one there was just no one with substance. I didn't give a shit about Jeff. Like no. I wanted him to die. Yeah, I wanted. I didn't care about anyone that was in any of those traps. No. Nope. Um, 
The only one was I was upset about dying was Carrie, and that's because you know she's. Why was she taken? Like, right. there's reasons for everyone else. Like, okay, Jeff is neglecting his daughter because he can't get over his son's death. I get it. Same with Lynn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what was the reason for Carrie being taken into a trap? Why? Because she spends so much time with death, she obviously wants to die. No, I call bullshit on that. That she's doing her job. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, mm. No, that was that was a completely bullshit reason. I think it's because she was getting too close to the truth. Probably, especially Amanda's truth with having the unwinnable traps. So I think that's why Amanda took her. Like I don't think Jigsaw dating that one. Well, you know what I mean? Like said, yeah, yeah we want to. You know, I don't. There's no reasoning behind it. There's no solid reason behind that one. So it kind of bothers me for that reason. It's just kind of like, um, um, I don't know. We don't get a whole lot of like, uh, Laura's story in the second one. Like, why was she taken? She, what was her crime that she went away for? I don't remember. Right. No, I don't. You didn't get a whole lot of substance out of that either. So, Mm-mm. um, yeah. So I enjoy them cause I think they're a good, torture movie like i like it for what it is for like it's a torture movie that's what it is you know what i mean like that's what it is that's what it is so i mean taking it into that account as a and it's supposed to scare you and be gruesome and keep you scared of the jigsaw but i don't, I don't think it's supposed to be an intelligent movie i mean i think it tries to be but it fails drastically and i think that's why it bores you mm-hmm. i think that's a big part of it it does the only point of it is for like for torture porn and it's just that's not my thing like I want substance to my movie. I don't. I don't want a movie that just relies on gore to scare people. Like that's not scary to me. It's just gross. Yeah. There's a difference between scary and gross. I'm not. I'm. I might be grossed out, but I'm not scared. Who was I talking to? So I was talking to. Um, this is back when I was living in Indiana. So that tells you how long ago this was. Over ten years ago. And they were scared of these movies because that could really happen. Somebody could really like snap and take you. I'm like. I'm like, well, Halloween, like, like, no, Halloween, like, that's totally fake. Like, no one has the, I'm like, it's the same thing. It's, it's not possible. You know what I mean? It's not going to really happen. It's, it, it plays on your imagination. Yeah. But no, but it's really, it's really possible that someone could kidnap you and torture you like that. I'm like, eh. no, it's, it's entertainment value only. No one's really going to do this. So I don't yeah. know. Just it, that kind of made me think like, really, you're stupid. <laughs> But I, I get with like, you know, it terrified some of them. Like they were actually terrified of this jigsaw killer because that could actually happen. Like somebody could snap and do this. Well, you know, they wouldn't want you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, no. No, this is a really stupid premise. Nobody would do this. So That's where we're at. Okay, well, okay. no fan fiction because I did it all last time. Yeah. Unless you want me to do a dramatic reading this time or something. <laughs> That's up to you. Uh, let's see what we have. I read My Little Pony last time, right? Yeah. Which one did I read? Like a thousand words, so you didn't read it. I didn't read it. Well, I'm not reading it, but let's see here. Um, did I read one last time or no? No. Let's see. Saw. Seesaw. No, I don't need dedication to craft and tradition, but thank you. All right, I'm just going to read this one, <laughs> this summary. It's Jigsaw's new apprentice, okay? Okay. Luna Lovegood blames Harry Potter for the death of her lover, Ginny Weasley Potter. When she takes action into her own hands and uses an idea she'd seen in a newspaper, will she get more than she bargained for? 
Oh my god. <laughs> so in this universe, in this story, Jenny Ginny Weasley marries Harry, but is but is doing it with Luna. Yes. Correct. And then Ginny Weasley dies somehow, and it's somehow Harry Potter's fault. Which I totally believe. Uh, me too. And Luna's like after him. She's going to saw him. Yes. Like she's Amanda or something. Yes. This is freaky. I like this one too. The game is on, but not the usual game. It's a jigsaw game. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson are being held against their will and have to solve the puzzles or lose their lives. Both of them have to make it out alive. If one dies, the survivor loses his life too and the game is over. Can they make it alive or will this be their last mystery of the case together? Mm. That one is solve and survive. (laughs) Wow. I love it. All right. Should we rate these two? Do you want to rate together or separate? Let's rate separately. Okay. Let's do Saw 2 first. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to give it... uh, What did I give Saw 1? I don't remember. We didn't write it down. Shit. I'm going to give it a 4. Okay. I think I give Saw 1 a 5. Does that sound about so right to you? Saw 2 gets a 4. Damn, I wish I knew what I rated Saw 1 too, because I do like that better for story, but for traps. I'm going to go um, 5.625 on this one. Okay. I don't like it as much as the first one, because I think the story's weak, and I don't... Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is Saw 2. I'm yes. going to go higher. Sorry. I'm going to go 6.835. I do like the story with this one. I do like the characters. I like that I can actually get with some of the characters and like try to root for them but um yeah so that's my story for this one i like it better than three obviously okay cool so three what do you what is your rating for yeah that was the 5.265 i like the traps don't care about any of the the characters at all except amanda i don't even like her that much um I like it for the traps and I, I like the ingenuity behind them and the, the difference of them. Like, um, and the dog collar one that Lynn wears, mm-hmm. it totally reminds me of, Oh, what is that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Um, Blade Runner. Is that what I'm thinking of? I think it reminds me of Blade Runner, the collars they were at the beginning where, Oh, people help me out here. If it's Blade Runner, let me know because I'm I'm having it's like a futuristic movie where they all wear these exploding dog collars. Uh, maybe it's Harrison Ford, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope, I don't think it's Blade Runner at all. It's definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger. God damn it. My brain is stupid, guys. I'm so sorry. It's a Running Man? It's not Running Man. Oh my god. It's a movie. It's a definite movie. It's a definite movie. You don't... This doesn't ring a bell to you at all? No. Fuck me. If my brother was here, he would totally fucking know it, and I can't think of it. Maybe it is The Running Man. I don't know. They've got these these collars, though. If they go past a certain line, they blow up. Oh, okay. That sounds familiar. Is it The Running Man, maybe? Maybe. I honestly don't know, but it sounds familiar, so it could be. It's gonna, it's, you know, it's gonna bother me now, right? Forever and ever and ever. 
<laughs> yes, it is the running man. Each inmate is fitted with a collar containing a small explosive that will detonate if the collar is tampered with or if the inmate attempts to cross beyond the sonic boundary lines. Okay, yeah, it is the running man. God damn it, that's going to bother me. So what's your rating for three? Three gets a three from me. Three gets a three? Yep. Okay. They're just going to You know, you need room to go down further from down. here, right? They're just all going to be ones eventually. Be ones after this? Okay. All right. Any reasoning behind the three other than what you've already stated? Uh, yeah, it's just worse than two, so it got a lower number. That was pretty much mine, too. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll come back for four and five next. Next week, people, four and five. Um, so maybe pimp and get the fuck out, you think? Yeah, oh, let's get out. Um, uh, we? We are part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. And they have a great podcast network. So if you like this show check out their other shows it'll be linked in the show notes you might find another show that you like as much as us even wouldn't that be amazing amazing (laughs) thank you carnage you're welcome um and if you would like to support us we would really appreciate a review wherever you listen it really helps us get new ears on the show so that would be greatly appreciated and if you have some cash to flash we do have a merch store that we will link in the show notes also um where you can find all kinds of things um so that's it from me chaos so i just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and stay bloodthirsty friends good night from carnage and as always we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of wandering kitties (laughs) 